Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We're looking at a work by Colin McCann. It's his work Scared from 1976. It has this terrific sense of urgency as if he's kind of painted it in a hurry and just had to get the message out. The emotional response that it has for me or that I have to it is that I'm really scared too. (laughs) What we can read is on the top half of the painting, I am scared, and I'm scared is written largely in lowercase. Um, And then below it says, I stand up, and that's all in capital letters. The power of six words painted in white on a black background. I'm scared about the things that he is expressing on the surface of those works, which is around kind of environmental questions, but also existential ones. There were five works that he made as part of the Scared series. Through the series of five, it kind of shifts from being this kind of very personal expression through to being more of a comment on the human condition. But I think that actually what McCann started to express in those paintings was almost a a fear of his own work. And that's what I have learned to have over time as well. I've become more and more afraid of McCann's work, actually, as as I get older and as I spend more time working as a critic. I do think they kind of encapsulate some of the key concerns that McCann had as an artist. Um, you know, this kind of questioning, this role of, you know, what is what is my role in the world? And I think that what started to happen is that the work started to take on the kind of unconquerability and unknowing that the landscape that he had spent so much time thinking about actually has as well. And so for me, that's where you get that transition into those very powerful works like the Northland panels, like the Parihaka triptych, like the Uruwera murals, which are really so much about a particular violent history and the relationship of this place between violence and landscape and people. And I think that that was actually the fear that started to be articulated in the work because it went from a very clear knowing of what the landscape was as he represented it to suddenly going, oh, actually, something else is going on here and I need to understand my place differently. And then also thinking about what is the artist's kind of role? What's the role of art in society? You know, what, what does it do? For me, that's, that's really what made him a great artist because he, he started to see darkness and rather than turning away from it, he went there. And we owe him a lot for that, I think, for not, turning away for not letting the fear get the better of him at that moment. And then there's finding the exact mode in which to express that and the I, the I am. I am, you are, we are, everyone is. Yep. That really is where it became super interesting so that he he started to embrace this combination of Old Testament language, Māori mythology, Māori custom, all these sorts of things to start to understand who the I was and where he stood. But of course, in doing that, the I kind of comes to stand for all of us who are a product, I think, of this traumatic collision between two cultures. And that's why I think McCann's work is a problem because New Zealand is forever a problem as well. It's a very unresolvable thing. And so New Zealand culture really, I think, kind of 
is something that we struggle to describe that happens on the surface of that scar. <laughs> you know, that's really that moment of collision between two cultures that he articulates almost better than anybody else, I think. For me, this work is really about trying to communicate with other people. It kind of reaches out. But I think really what happened is he started to understand this place in a very particular way. So what that did is it, it absolutely made an art that was indigenous to here, but was absolutely still informed by a very particular Pākehā experience of a kind of colonial country. And I think that that's the thing that keeps speaking to us in a lot of ways. The greatness is embedded in the fact that Makan recognised that this will forever and always be a problem. But Makan's work in that period doesn't resolve itself. And so that's why we continually stand in front of those sorts of works in particular. And we see Trump or we see nuclear fears or we see existential angst or whatever it happens to be. I know um, around the time of the announcement of Trump as the American president, this image was shared quite actively through social media. Not really any other message, just the work and it did the talking. Some of the McCann works that we have in the collection, we have a terrific collection of his work. I go to them for different things, you know. If I'm feeling kind of low or want this kind of positive, affirmative message, then this is a terrific work. And there are others, you know, if you're grieving or if you've lost somebody, then there's other works that kind of can provide comfort. And McCann himself talked about how once painters made signs and symbols to live by and now they make things to hang in exhibitions. And I think he was really interested in what can we kind of pull back from that function that art used to have. So, yeah, his work, they are the signs and symbols that I like to live by. It is a fresh work. It speaks to us in the here and the now in a way that great works do. So when you see a great Picasso or when you see a great Velasquez, you don't see it as art history. And this is something I've learned as a critic. You get trained in art history and you sit through lecture after lecture and slide after slide and you learn the canon and you see these things kind of gliding past you. But it's only that moment where you're standing there with it in, a, in the present moment where you can really decide what it is doing. So Guernica is a great work in the now. When you see that in Madrid, you don't think of what Picasso was painting about then necessarily. You think about what this means to us right in this moment. And I think Macan is one of those very, very few New Zealand artists who do that in the same way. City Gallery recently had a show of his Māori work, and it was exactly that. I walked into that, and it was entirely about now. It was entirely about how we relate to each other and how we address treaty settlements and how we address tenorangatiratanga and how we address the land and all these sorts of things. These problems don't go away. And again, that decision to work in black and white makes it very stark as well. It does. I mean, it is very direct. And Makan once said, I only need black and white to say what I have to say. It's a matter of light and dark. Ours was produced by me, Noel McCarthy, and John Daniel for Bird of Paradise Productions. For Te Papa, in association with Radio New Zealand. Our EP was Tim Watkin, engineered by Andre Upston. You can listen to every episode on iTunes and Spotify, or head to RNZ's podcast page to subscribe. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. 
For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.